Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Tuesday, the 31st of January. It is transfer deadline day. Uh, I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by uh, the bright and breezy Stevie Clifford. How are we doing, Stevie? Oh, I don't know about that. I was up late this morning, um, so I'm not sure I'm that bright or breezy. But, yep, transfer deadline day, or as Ross Wilson calls it, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope there's a, a bit of activity in the doors at Ibrooks uh, today. Before we get to all things Rangers, folks, uh, just a bit of housekeeping. First of all, the ticker below, you can see we've got still got that an amazing uh, offer on two offers. However, it is your last chance to take advantage of that. It runs out at midnight tonight. So uh, very much like transfer deadline day, uh, you can take advantage of our uh, £1 for four months uh, worth of content on the website offer. Uh, or you can take advantage of our annual subscription where there has been 45% slashed off the price. So instead of £34.99, it is only £19. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And our podcast sponsor, special mention for them, also Seneca Hair Restoration. They're the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. And I've stuck the, the link to their website and all their social media accounts in the description box. Folks, do go check them out if that is something you are thinking of. Right, Stevie, um, we talked. you were on yesterday. We talked uh, at length about uh, Nicholas Raskin. There was uh, major developments uh, on Sunday evening, heading into Monday morning. Uh, we now believe he will sign that deal today. Uh, should be announced today uh, as well, of course, being transfer deadline day. Uh, just a, a little word on it. Apparently, there was a bit of interest uh, from clubs in the Bundesliga in him. Uh, I know we touched on Rangers having to shell out uh, a bit of money to, to land the, their man now. However, I'm of the opinion that it's best to do that just now, not only for the fact that there is teams sniffing about, but Rangers need midfielders at this moment in time. There is no doubt about it. Uh, and he certainly fits the bill. So get him in now is what I see. Yeah, I mean, look, well documented on that. Um, he is, for me, he he has all the um, potential to be a really great signing for Rangers. He has the right profile <clears throat> age-wise, and he's got all the characteristics. We listened to Sasha when he came on and spoke to you last week, Derek, and he speaks really highly about his range of passing. Not only that, he says he's somebody who will go to war for the team, somebody that will dig in, somebody that will win tackles. So that's something we really need. We know that he arrived in Scotland yesterday, so he is here. I would not be surprised if he trains with the players this morning and then is announced this afternoon, maybe similar to what happened with, De with Todd Cantwell, Derek. So um, I believe that that one's all done yeah aside of the, the club announcement. So that's a really positive thing. It's a long-term contract. So we're going to get hopefully the best years of, of his young career so far. And then um, we can look to, to progress him along with individually and, and collectively as a team. So he's a really exciting one. He's going to be a really good signing. And, um, you know, if we were signing this guy in the summer and he was our number one target, we would all be, and I would certainly be really excited. So this is one that, you know, comes in January, which is notoriously difficult to get these type of players in. So to get him now, he'll want game time before the, I think it's the under-21 in championship in the summer, Derek. So he'll want game time before that. And he's got everything to try and, and work for. So delighted um, to get that one over the line, delighted to get it done. The interest in the Bundesliga, I think, just shows, you know, how highly sought after he is. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a deal, Derek. I believe that the deal is round about um, two million euros, but Rangers will only pay up um, just under one million in total at the start. The rest is add-ons and a potential sell-on of profit. So we will. I, I don't think there's any danger we'll move on from that. The, the sell-on of of potential profit, Derek, as well, is something that most teams do. So yeah. um, I think it's one of those ones we just have to do. So really excited to get him in. It's the number six position we always need. I still think we need one more in there, depending on what happens in the summer. Um, Michael Beale spoke about you know what he could bring um, yesterday. So it's good work. It's one we would have had to have done in the summer. It was a major target. So to get it in now is fantastic news. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, lots of comments coming in. Lisa Halliday says, uh, Raskin signing would make a lovely birthday present to me. Happy birthday, Lisa. Uh, many happy returns, and yeah, absolutely, it certainly would. Uh, Alan McInnes uh, rubbing her noses in it. Uh, he says, uh, hi, guys, just tuning in from a poolside in Dubai. Follow, follow. We can't be having that, Stevie. That's, that's a yellow card for Alan, I think. Derek, it was so cold this morning, right? I dropped off the kids, and I took the dog on a walk, and it was that rain that's all slanty. Right, oh, yes, and I was absolutely drenched head to toe, but it was so cold, my face. Oh. Honestly, I was like a wee tomato by the time I got back to the car. I was bright red, so no, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not having that. Just tuning in from the poolside in Dubai, find a way to cut him off, Derek. We should be allowing that. At all. It's freezing here. <laughs> uh, and Gordon Herriot, a lot of people tune in from worldwide. Gordon Herriot listening uh, from Thailand. Good to have your company, folks, on this uh, Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening, wherever you're uh, you're watching the show. Um, lots of interesting takeaways from the press conference yesterday, as ever with Michael Beale's uh, uh, gatherings with the press. Stevie, um, a number of uh, fascinating points that, that, that he made. Uh, he talked about Raskin, first of all, of course. He talked about Morgan Whitaker. Um, this is what he says. He says he will be staying at Swansea, I believe. Uh, I believe, sorry. He says, what's happened there? There was just one bid that went in and got rejected. And there's been a lot of hot air around the situation. I think he's a boy they like. That's why they brought him back from Plymouth. They've obviously got plans with him. I thought he was the most eye-catching player in League One this season, and he's gone back to Swansea. They're probably looking at the league table and thinking he's a valuable asset. There's no problem with it. He's a good player, and I wish him and Swansea well. Do you think that one's dead in the water now, Stevie? It might be a wee bit of a, a wee bit of blinkmanship, maybe, mm -hmm. to see who moves first. Um, if Rangers are saying it's dead in the water and we're not going back in, Swansea suddenly have a player that's unhappy and maybe wanted to make the move in the first place. So... Um, that's the romantic side of it. Possibly Michael Beale's just been straight up and telling us exactly the way it is that we won't be back in. Interesting to hear that there was one offer and one bid only. It has been um, apparently widely reported by various people that we've been in two or three times. Um, it was even suggested the other day that, that we had agreed to him. So we know that that's not true from Michael yesterday. Um, he was very frank and to the point yesterday, Derek, there was a real, a real change Spoke to Joshua about this yesterday. A lot of people had said that Michael Beale talked too much and he'd said too much and maybe got a wee bit excited. We know that Michael Beale loves talking football and I personally like listening to him. Yesterday, there was a real swing in the press conference. He was very dry. He was very to the point and he didn't allow himself to um, get excited when he was talking about players or, or things like that because he comes in, he's very relaxed, he's very open, he's very approachable, he answers all your questions, he speaks to you, and he, he's, he's very um, 
very good with that. Yesterday he was a wee bit different. Um, he was he was quite. I think he was quite concentrated on what he was saying and things. So it was an interesting dynamics, which I would be interested to see if anybody else thought that. Um, who maybe watched the pressers and, and watched these things. But I was there yesterday, Derek. I didn't ask anything yesterday. I just watched and listened. Um, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to know was already covered. Um, and he was good with it. So he talked a wee bit about Whitaker. You know, where would he fit everybody in? Talked about Todd, Todd Cantwell coming in. Um, then, you know, Ryan Kent potentially has to move in the centre. Then Tillman potentially has to move over like he did at the weekend. Then they've also got Sakala. They've also got... Um, Yanis Hadji spoke about Sakala signed when he signed him as being a number nine so don't be surprised if we see him more often up there and things so it was interesting I actually agree with him we are quite top heavy you know yeah. when you think about Yanis Hadji coming back and things so um, perhaps Hadji's slightly ahead of where they think he is I know he said that 90 minute wise he's still a wee bit away but um, he'll have to start getting game time and things as well so um, Morgan Whitaker's a one that um, they might go back to it. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow that's resurrected today. I'm not saying yeah. it's definitely going to happen. I have no information on it at all, but it might be just one of those ones where it's a wee bit of brinkmanship, like I said, that you know he comes back into it or whatever. So it's one to watch, I think. Yeah, uh, anything can happen on transfer deadline day, uh, that's for sure. Uh, some other interesting points that, that, that he made in his uh, pre-Harps press conference yesterday. Um, he was talking about he talked about Alex Lowry, which which was interesting about the possibility uh, of uh, sending him out on loan in the gap between the Lowland League uh, and uh, playing for Rangers. He says it's, it's it's a big bridge to gap um, for, for the young lads that, that are playing. Uh, and the B team, and he says uh, some young lads may be heading out on loan. Uh, he was also asked about uh, the two loan players on the books at the moment, and uh, James Sands uh, and uh, uh, Malik Tillman, of course. He says, uh, uh, could other midfielders go elsewhere? He was asked, maybe one or two of the young ones, that's a pos possibility. We have a couple of loan players in and have to decide whether we want to retain them long term. If we didn't, maybe there will be an opportunity for them to go back as well. I want players who are going to be here for the long term who can compete right now and make us stronger, but also in the long term. And Joshua pushed him on uh, James Sands later on in that press conference, um, uh, and he asked if he has a role to play between now and the end of the season. Uh, and he said, Michael Beale said, all the players are going to have a part to play. If one or two things happen in the next 24 hours, it moves the goalposts for everyone. My office is like a doctor's office this morning. There were one or two waiting that wanted to have a conversation. All positive, but obviously when new players come in, it does move the goalposts and it gets competitive. That's what I want. That's what we've not had for the first month of me coming in. The second month just finished is a lot more like it in terms of competition. I felt at the weekend that was the strongest squad that I've been able to pick from so far. And this ties in with a piece uh, I wrote in the newsletter last night, Steve, about James Sands. For me, the arrival of Raskin pushes him further out the picture. I wouldn't be surprised to see him see that loan uh, end prematurely. Uh, I can't see how he gets a look in from here on in. Well, it was interesting because when he was talking about loans, and he used that kind of phrase where he says, we need to decide if, you know, one or two are going to stay long term and what we're going to do with them. Well, your one or two, as far as I'm aware, is only Tillman and Sands, unless I'm not thinking properly and missing somebody. Um, and it, Tillman's not going anywhere. And you would imagine that he's going to be their number one priority to try and negotiate some sort of deal for that in the summer because we know how well um, Michael Beale thinks of him. Um, so 
James Sands is the only other one. At the moment, he is very far out of the picture. Um, and he hasn't he hasn't kicked out. Actually, James Sands, when you think back to his performance in Eindhoven, um, in that 1-0 victory when he was very good, yeah. he has he has just more or less crashed form-wise since then. You know, it hasn't helped him to change a manager. He came on against Celtic, I think, at New Year, which may be the last thing we've seen him. He was very rusty. He was very out of it. He dallied on the ball. He was caught. So he hasn't kicked on under Beal. Will we pay four or five million for him? Three, four, five, whatever the thing is in the summer. I don't think there's any possibility we will, especially on a limited budget. So, yeah, I mean, sadly, I think time may be up for James Sands, especially. It was interesting when he talked about the central defence position, when he says that, you know, things that could happen could change the goalpost. Is he hinting to us that a centre-back may be coming in? And um, if they manage to get that instead of in the summer. So it might be that there is an eye on a Bosman player. There's been a few players linked. Um, I asked him about one last week. So it'll be interesting to see if there's anything going to happen there, um, if they manage to get a short price deal or whatever um, and, and get somebody else in. If you think about the centre-half position, with John Suter still you know, getting up to speed and him being a couple of weeks away, then James Sands and, and um, Leon King are the only centre-backs. So yes. if he's thinking about getting another one in, that makes perfect sense to me. And we'll just need to see what happens. You know, he he did, he didn't rule anything out. He didn't give us any hints, or he didn't say anything. But if you read in between the lines of what he was saying with the loan thing and and potentially how other things could kick it in, then yeah, you could read a wee bit into it. I would not be surprised if James Sands goes back today, and and a and a centre back arrives, maybe that they had lined up on a Bosman for the summer. So. It's interesting. There's one or two things that, that might happen today or we might just get Nicholas Raskin and, and it'll be a quiet day. So we'll just need to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be checking our, our social media feed set uh, uh, regularly, I imagine, throughout the day. Um, when you say doctor's office, Stevie, I mean, Sands is the one that comes to mind. Is there any other players you think that will be chapping on his door asking if they'll be getting a, a more game time going forward? Do you see any other potential departures, any surprising departures probably before the, the window slams shut, as they like to say? Well, Alex Lowry's the one, isn't he, that mm. everybody was talking about yesterday. He he was quite blunt when it came to Alex Lowry. He, he either needs to stay here and prove himself and work hard and prove himself to his, his teammates. He said that quite a few times. That maybe gives you a wee step to a hint of where Alex Lowry is. Um... Or he needs to go out and prove himself and get experience and things like that. So it's an interesting one. Alex Lowry, I think, is the one that springs to mind for me. I don't see them letting Leon King go because they're still short at centre-back. Adam Devine's needed to cover. So, you know, Charlie McCann's already away, who would be the next one you would think of. So who else is there? You might get a few guys that are kind of on the outskirts of teams, guys like... like um, Kai Kennedy and, and Ben Williamson and that, who maybe out on loan, who possibly could finalise a, a, a full-time move. But youngster-wise, I was trying to think who he might mean. Um, maybe Robbie Ewer maybe gets six-month loan before. I know there's talk that he may be negotiating a new deal. He might be one. But um, aside of that, surprising exits, 
aside of James Sands, maybe Alex Lowry, I don't see him letting much go. You know, Rabi Matondo, I've seen somebody mention that there. Rangers yeah. have invested a lot in Rabi Matondo. I think they spent, you know, the, the best part of £2 million on him and he's on a fair whack a week. So they're going to need to try and negotiate that situation. The reason Matondo isn't on the bench at the moment is he's got a knee injury. Yeah, yeah so he's got a knee injury. So would we be able to get him out for six months? Would he go somewhere else? And, you know, Rabi Matondo really done well in Belgium and stuff like yeah. that. So would somebody else be interested in maybe taking him out there? We don't know. I'm not sure he fits in at Rangers at this moment in time. Um, so that's an interesting one, potentially. But um, what we've got to figure out is if Michael Beale has any interest in, in keeping him longer term, which we're not really sure of. But all will uh, all will become um, yeah. real, you know, later on today, Derek, that's for sure. Yeah, Matondo is a, a disappointing one for me because, uh, like I say, when Rangers played uh, Union San Gil was at the start of the season in the Champions League, the, their manager and uh, one of their players, I can't remember who, uh, for the life of me, said that he was uh, the best player in the second half of the, the Belgian league uh, uh, the previous season and they spoke really highly of him. Um, but unfortunately, for one reason or another, um, it's just not happened for him uh, at the moment at Ibrox and it, it's, it's hard to see him getting a, a look in for the second half of the season. This comment here from, from Bob, uh, Stevie Derek, any worries around Raskin's behaviour with standard Liège? I asked um, uh, Sasha this last week, uh, Bob, uh, and he says um, none whatsoever. He says he, he, he's a hard worker and, and you, won't, you won't get that, that, that at Rangers. Fingers crossed that we don't get it. Uh, I'm sure when Michael Beale is speaking to these prospective signings, he is looking in their eyes, as he likes to say, and seeing if they're the right, um, not only the right footballer for the team, but the right uh, man as well. To, so he, they, they, they would like to work with. So uh, I don't envisage any problems with regards to his attitude. Uh, nice comment here from from Rab. Uh, morning, Rab. Derek, great to meet you outside Ibrooks on Saturday. And thanks for the mention on Monday from the Faller and Sonia. Yeah, that's uh, Rab, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from Thurso uh, and his son all the way from, from Essex, which is uh, quite incredible to attend Ibrooks. Uh, um, just shows you the pull of this great club. Uh, Lee Hanna gets in touch, Stevie. Now, who would who would the centre half be? He says only seen Jake Cooper linked. To be fair, that's all I've seen linked. Uh, of course, at Millwall, wouldn't be opposed to seeing him pitch up at Ibrox. I've got to say, I think he's he's a decent defender, Stevie. Um, but it was interesting, Michael Beale's comments. You did touch on that about uh, looking to bring in another centre half. Um, certainly as, as an area with Phil Hollander um, still out injured we're not expected to see him I'd be surprised I'd be amazed if we've seen him in a Rangers jersey let alone uh, before the end of the season um, so it certainly as an area that they'll need to strengthen in um, but Jake Cooper for you you'd be happy to see him at Ibrooks. yeah I'm a long time admirer of Jake Cooper I asked the manager about it last week he, he downplayed it a wee bit and then I asked him outright if it was a no um, and he said he wouldn't say that so mm -hmm. Been there a wee bit before, it was quite a similar answer to, to Tom Davis. It's funny when you ask Michael Beale about anybody, you know, he seems to know and he seems to have coached them all at some point. Yeah. He's got such an extensive kind of coaching history, um, especially with, you know, English players growing up around that area. Todd Cantwell was the exact same. So just to go back to that that point about Raskin and his behaviour, Derek, um, <clears throat> when a player's looking to leave or maybe won't sign another contract, there's always stories about his apparent attitude, his apparent behaviour. Todd Cantwell was no different down at Norwich, but when I spoke to people that had shared a dressing room with him, um, they said he was one of the nicest guys you could ever meet and a great teammate. 
And then when you, you kind of look at how he's settled in the last week or so, I, I don't see there being an issue with that. You know, he's a really nice young lad. And I would imagine that Raskin's just the same. William says there, mm. you know, his behaviour problem is that he didn't want to sign a new contract. Of course it is. So there's going to be those stories that, you know, he's disruptive, he's just that and everything else. I don't see that being an issue in, in the slightest. And I don't think Michael Beale would let that fly anyway if you come into this dressing room. We've got a lot of experienced older campaigners who um, would be able to help him settle in and things. So I don't have any issues surrounding that. I think we're going to get a, a tenacious young guy looking to prove a point, looking to get game time before the summer. So not in the slightest bit worried about that. As for the centre-back position, um, I, I don't have any information like you, Derek, um, yeah. Jake Cooper is the only one that I um, heard of. That rumour has been going about now for, for several months. I took the opportunity to ask the manager last week when he kind of hinted, he pointed at them doing business in other areas of the team. He spoke about centre-half since, and that's why I asked him about Jake Cooper. So my questioning of Jake Cooper wasn't, you know, on any intelligence heard or whatever. It was just a name that's constantly popping up. So we have been linked with him. He is strong. He is a big boy. Six foot six, I believe he is. Yeah. I can see if they manage to get him a similar kind of partnership, Balogun and Hillander, um, when they used to switch them about, depending on games, we might get Cooper and Ben Davis doing the same thing, which would, which would be interesting because it would point to maybe using Ben Davis in more games where we're going to have more of the ball, maybe home games, whereas Jake Cooper might be um, maybe used in games with more physicality, more defensive side of it needed, which is when you go back to my point a couple of weeks ago, Derek, hmm. about Ben Davis, it'll be interesting to see if that is the dynamic and that's how the manager feels. So it's, um, it's one to watch, but I definitely think if they could get somebody in in a Bosman, and, and maybe, you know, a couple of hundred grand or whatever and make him join earlier, then that might be a good thing. Again, you're solving issues that we might need to go and solve in the summer. So if we can go into the summer maybe needing a goalkeeper, a midfielder, a striker, maybe one on the wing, it's less work to do than at the moment because I think that Cantwell and Raskin are, are good pieces of business, um, particularly Raskin. I think that's the one that, that I definitely wanted. So get somebody else in at centre-back, it solves that issue. And we can uh, start planning for next season. Yeah, let's get to a few of the comments coming in. Jay McCaldin says, I uh, didn't get a notification for this today. Sorry to hear that, Jay. I think you need to click the notification bell, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, folks, if you can help Jay out, uh, I'm sure that, that that's the case. But uh, sorry, but good to have you on. Uh, better late than never, as they say. Uh, drinks whiskey, uh, lovely username here. So on a separate topic, it's been uh, interesting to hear every player interview mentioned that the training intensity has went up levels. That is good to hear, Stevie. Um, Michael Beale has said that in a number of press conferences now about uh, uh, creating that competitiveness in training, uh, which leads on to, to games as well. And the players have also spoke about that. I think uh, Leon King, I remember, said you don't want to be in the bottom three of this, of this sort of league table in training and all that. So uh, it's good to hear that from from the players. It does the, the, There does seem to be a bit of an uh, increase in intensity in, in, those, uh, in those training sessions. Yeah, as Ryan Jack spoke about that quite a bit. Um, and when you look at his fitness and the way that he's been able to kick on in games, he said that the, the training side of it has really helped him. So 
players look. I think that players. Another thing that players have mentioned, and more or less every one of them has mentioned that the instructions that have been given by Michael Beale are very simplistic and they're very to the point, and everybody understands completely where they need to be and what they need to do. So if you think about that message along with the training one, it, it's quite an interesting kind of dynamic and, and, and things that are coming out. Nobody has criticised training before. I think it's just different. We know that European style managers maybe have a different way of doing things, so it's quite possible that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was a wee bit more relaxed and, and expected a wee bit more from the players, whereas Michael Beale's more disciplined, he's more instructive, and he, and he gives some clear direction. So no issue with that at all, Derek. Um yeah, and if it's if it's getting the results and it's getting them more focused and it's and it's getting them um, that desire, then I don't mind it at all. It's just you know there's always going to be things said about past and present and things like that. And I think managers just have a different way, but I think that Michael Beale done the training beforehand, so he's very you know in the first stint with Stephen Gerrard. So a lot of the players might be kind of acclimatised and, and know that quite well. So maybe they just prefer that hands-on kind of hard-working style that Michael Beale will, will brought in now. So it's just a case of, you know, we've got to kick on. And if it helps the fitness, I definitely think you'll see from the summer a lot more yeah. fitness-based work than what we did last summer, that's for sure. Yeah. Before we look ahead to tomorrow's game, Stevie, there's another interesting point. Uh, there's so many uh, newsworthy uh, slants from, from uh, Michael Beale's press conferences these days, but he said, um, I'd like to bring in another number nine. That's different to the ones we've got. My eyes are on that. I have my target on that, but that target is probably not available right now, but will be in the summer. Um, that was an interesting little snippet that, that he provided Uh Quite interesting. Everyone loves a, a number nine striker, don't they? But um, any ideas who, who 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 it could be? Who who could he be looking at bringing in? Perhaps somebody's worked with it at QPR. Yeah, I, th I think he was talking about Harry Kane. So, um, <laughs> Would he get a no, game? How well? He'll, he'll be good <laughs> off the bench, I think. So, uh, no idea. He likes to to give us a wee hint, doesn't he, Michael Beale? Um, but that is interesting. Does that point to Alfredo Morelos? There'd be no contractual breakthrough there. So, interesting one, because if Alfie stayed and then you've got Cholak as well, does Kamar Roof then go? Are they looking to shake up that a wee bit? So, I do think another option up front would be nice. He said different to what we've got. So, what is different to what we have? Because we have the strong front man in, in um, Alfredo Morelos. We have the goal scorer in Cholak. So who's different? Because Kamar Roos is a kind of more all-rounder, but unfortunately, he's never really available. So what's the difference? Is it a pacey front man he's looking for? Fashion Sakala maybe covers that. So where is where is that player? Is it going to be a Bosman signing? You know, it's an interesting one. What what does he consider to be different? He spoke a lot about playing two up front as well. Maybe it's somebody that's more stronger in the air, more powerful that way. So I, I have no idea, Derek. The good thing about yeah. this is that um, I've, I've, I've stopped trying to find out and I've stopped trying to second guess what's going on. I just enjoy it and let it happen. So yeah. whoever arrives as our new number nine that he's talking about, then, you know, great, just as long as he's capable of putting the ball in the net.
Yeah, uh, comments here says someone who, tall who can hit the ball. Uh, simple Simon had a pie says that lat Leon away. Messi is quite good, and Andy Mitchell uh, says Koiste coming back. He could still do a job, I think, Stevie. Uh, uh, in most games, Koiste, um, yeah, he's, he still knows the, the way to goals, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm sure there'll be lots of speculation between now uh, and the summer, and of course, today about who could potentially be heading to Ibrox on transfer deadline day. Tomorrow, though, Stevie, big game at Ten Castle. Uh, Ian Campbell says that anyone scared about Hearts? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm scared about Hearts. Uh, Make you be able to touch on it uh, yesterday. Uh, and listen, they're in a good run of form at the moment. I think Robbie Nielsen's got them motoring really well uh, at Ten Castle. We all know it's a tough place to go. Low Rangers won there convincingly last time out. How do you see this one going? It'll be a very tough game. I think they're probably outside of, um, outside of the kind of top two, probably the form team and the best team in the country by a mile. So he did laugh about that yesterday and say um, that he'd made a wee mistake there, yeah. and they are the third best team. And um, and he just said basically he hadn't really looked at, at where the table was because he doesn't really need to. He knows where his team is. So he sent a wee message to Robbie via somebody else, a mutual friend, just saying. Apologies about that one. He wasn't meaning any offence. It was just a, a kind of off-the-cuff remark. So, interesting one. I think we're going to get a really tight, really hostile, really aggressive um, performance. I think they might come and have a go, but that also comes with benefits that might suit us if we've got an on-form Ryan Kent, Todd Cantwell, you know, Fashion Sakala maybe hitting them the other side, Malik Tillman. The options are all there to decide what he wants to, to, to go for. But... You know, Rangers, a strong performance from us. Hopefully, we'll keep this run of form going and and we'll see what it takes us. But like everything else, Derek, it's, it's a must-win. They all are. We've been to some tough away games under Michael Beale. Um, You know, Aberdeen and, and things like Kilmarnock, Dundee United, they're all being good away wins. At, not necessarily t- games that we've found hard. So this is another one where we've dropped point, points in previous season. Really good performance early in the season, probably actually one of the, the, the kind of statement um, performances of, of the season under Geo, certainly. But um, let's hope we can get another performance like that tomorrow night. I'd certainly take that. We know that the return fixture, I think, was a 1-0 victory, which was a really hard-fought game at Ibrook. So I would expect that to be to be similar to what we, we, we will get tomorrow night. Hearts won't roll over, that's for sure. This will be a, yeah. a game that they're certainly up for and and looking to to kick on, so it's a uh, it's, it's a big one, that's for sure. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. And uh, Joshua will be at the game for his folks. So we'll have all the usual uh, pre-match and post-match uh, videos uh, and all the reactions. So make sure you stay tuned to the website and our social media channels for all of that. Right, big thanks to Stevie uh, for joining us uh, once again. And thanks to everyone for uh, interacting with the show. It's very much appreciated. Um, we may be back later on. Who knows? Uh, if not, we'll speak to you again tomorrow morning as we look ahead to that match at Tyne Castle. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.